Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of ADHD and No Degree. Today I'm going to be telling the story of why I only lasted 24 hours living in Los Angeles. Okay, so if you know me, you should already know two things, but if you don't, here are the two things. Um, The first one is I will do just about anything that I think sounds like a decent idea. Um, And also the second thing, I just do not do things that I don't want to do. So we tie those together. It's a perfect example of this story. Um, I did something that sounded like at least a decent idea. And when I decided I didn't want to do it, I stopped. But it gets deeper than that. So keep those in mind while I tell the story um, of why I moved to Los Angeles and I was back to the airport to fly home in less than 24 hours. So basically, I was bored. I don't like being stuck here in Indianapolis and I really don't have anything holding me here. Um, Each day just feels like a loop and I'm done with the loop. So I had the bright idea to dip up out of here and try something new. I decided I was going to move away. Brilliant idea. Then I remembered that I don't have enough money to move anywhere that's more interesting than Indianapolis. So then I started brainstorming. Um, It hit me that I have about six years of babysitting and nanny experience. And I remembered that a few years back, I signed up for these au pair websites because I had interest in it. But then I never really followed through or went back to check it out. Um, If you're unfamiliar with what an au pair is, (laughs) it's basically like a live-in nanny. So usually you do this out of the country. So you have a family that you work for. Um, In some cases, you live with them in their home and they give you your own, obviously, private bedroom and bathroom. In other cases, usually this is when it's out of the country, they'll maybe put you up in your own apartment. I remember I talked to one family that lived in Berlin and the dad um, was in real estate or property development. I don't know, something like that. So they had access to an apartment building that he leased out. So in that case, they would have let me stay in one of those units. Um, So I had already had accounts on these websites from way back when, a few years ago. So I decided I'm going to log into them. The reason that this came to mind is because I was on TikTok and I saw a girl talking about how she was an au pair in Europe and she was obsessed with it and she loved it and never wanted to leave. Um, So (laughs) I logged back in the website and the way that they kind of work is, I mean, there's so many people on there and there's people who maybe needed someone years ago and just maybe found someone through a different website and you know their account's still there so it kind of filters you by who has logged in the most or the most recent if that makes sense so say if I'm logging in I'm going to be up at the top so people will see me before maybe they see others and the same thing with the families so um yeah so basically I because of that that's why I'm saying this is because (laughs) In less than a day, I got a few messages from people, like I said, the one family in Berlin, and then there's a woman in Los Angeles that reached out to me. Um, Single mom, so there's no guy. That's one of the things I always worried about is that if there's like a random guy in the house, um, that just would make me kind of uncomfortable, and I didn't really like the sound of that. So 
So that just sounded kind of like an ideal situation for me. She had only one kid, um, so it wouldn't be too much. That I would have my own private bedroom and bathroom, um, which she described as on the other side of the house. Um, she made it seem like she was living in like a 12 bedroom home, which come to find out that is not the case. We'll get to that later. Um, anyway, so we go back and forth. We talk. Um, two days later, we FaceTime for the first time. We get to know each other a bit. We FaceTime probably like 10 to 15 times before I end up going there. But, you know, I met the kid on FaceTime. She, you know, told me what she expected from me. Um, she said that I would work from 7 a.m. to around 3 or 4 p.m. each day, Monday through Friday, that I would have the rest of the day off, that every other Saturday I would have to watch the kid just from 7 a.m. to noon so that she could sleep in, how lovely that is, um, and that there was an extra car that I could use so I could drive that around if I was doing anything on my off time. Um, you know, it sounded really great. Some might say too good to be true, but <laughs> I was staying optimistic. Um, so, you know, we get it all sorted out. She wants me to start as soon as possible, like in a few weeks from when we started talking, it ended up being two weeks. So, you know, time went on. She's in the middle of moving houses. So, from my understanding, she had an au pair that a few, this varied, we'll get to know that she could never keep her story straight. Um, she had an au pair that ended up getting COVID a little bit ago. She said like a month or two ago, which that is a long difference, a month or two months. Um, but that this woman or girl was so sick that she had to go in the hospital. So, you know, she was kind of out of luck and didn't have anyone. And then she ended up having one girl just temporarily. And that girl would be there until I arrived. And so that was her story. She's moving. She's so stressed. She needs me as soon as possible. Um, she tells me the day that she wants me to come. And then she tells me that she wants me to buy my plane ticket and she will sell me or give me cash when I arrive. And so I mean, as excited as I was, I found this a little sketchy. And for me to find something sketchy, it has to be pretty sketchy because, you know, this is like scamming 101. Like, you want me to buy my own plane ticket? Um, I've been scammed multiple times and even I know that's a red flag. So I was like, eh, I got a little uneasy just from that. And then, you know, I talked to my dad about it and I told her, I was like, this is just kind of weird. And I don't know, it's making me kind of uncomfortable. So my dad wants to talk to you. She calls my dad and my dad is a very good judge of character. So he got off the phone with her and he was like, listen, I really just think she's stressed from the move. Anyone would be, especially someone who doesn't have much help, a single mom. She doesn't have any, like a lot of help, like I said. So let's just get the ticket. I mean, you're going to be living with her. So she has to really, she has to give you the money. So I was like, okay, you're right. So like, we get the plane ticket and that's that. Now it's official. I'm going. I'm leaving in like three days. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, <laughs> this is just so crazy. So I'm scrambling around, you know, getting my life together. Um, turns out the night before I'm supposed to leave, something horrible happens. And I think I'm going to get arrested and go to jail. But I didn't. So that's 
good. Um, so anyways, let's cut to the chase. So next morning I have to wake up at like five in the morning. I leave, I'm freaking out. Um, keep in mind. So this sounds kind of sketchy and I wasn't about to like Uber to her house from LAX. So one of my best friends lives in Malibu. And that's another reason that you're like, why are you doing this? You don't know anyone in LA. Well, one of my best friends lives there. And between my dad and I, we already discussed this. And we told my friend, her name's Emma, like for safety reasons, Emma needs to pick me up from the airport and take me to this lady's house so that she can make sure I get there safely and nothing sketchy happens. And God bless America. I'm so glad she did because without her, I this situation would have been, I can't even imagine what it would have been. <laughs> Emma is the only reason that this went relatively okay this whole time. So I told the lady this. Um, I, my flight was getting in at 10.30 in the morning their time. And I informed the woman. I said, listen, for safety reasons, it's not really, it's non-negotiable. Um, my friend is going to pick me up from the airport and bring me to your house. But she has class that's not over until 1.00. So I'm going to be waiting at the airport for her for a couple hours and then I'll be on my way after that. Um, I didn't care if I had to sit at the airport for, what, three hours, whatever, just because, or like four hours. Um, because for safety, I'd rather do that than, you know, have an Uber. I don't even like Ubering by myself, but especially in a place like LA and then it, the ride was going to be like 40, 50 minutes. Like it was just too much. So I'm sitting there in the airport waiting for Emma, minding my business. Um, I text the lady when I get off the plane and she texts me and says, okay, just, you know, let me know when you guys are leaving the airport so I can be expecting you and know that you're on your way. Um, <laughs> I need to emphasize this. She knew that I was waiting on Emma. She knew that Emma had class and I would be waiting for her at the airport. She told me that was fine and that I should just call her when I'm leaving. So Emma gets to the airport at like 2 or 2.30. When she's about five minutes away, she texts me and she's like, I'm about to pull up. I'll be there in five minutes. So I go ahead and call the lady and tell her I'm on, I'm about to be on my way to her house. And she said, okay, well, you know, since we're moving, we don't have a lot of food at the new house. And I know you've had a long day of travel. So if you haven't gotten anything to eat yet, or you haven't had a chance to eat, you and your friend should just go ahead and grab something on the way. And so I said, okay, I'll see you soon. I can't wait to meet you guys. I'm so excited. And then without even saying anything exciting back to that, she says, oh yeah, and you might just want to stay with your friend tonight as well because we don't have a bed for you to sleep in tonight. And I'm sitting here like, what the hell do you mean you don't have a bed for me to sleep in tonight? You just had me fly across the country to live with you, work for you, and you don't have a bed for me to sleep in? Weird. And like, I knew she was going to like blame it on her moving or whatever. So I was just like, whatever, because after the day I'd had and how nervous I was, I'd like, I'd probably be more comfortable staying with Emma anyways. So there's a problem with that because Emma lives in a dorm with a roommate and me sleeping in said dorm would just not be working out. That's just the bottom line. Um, but that's the last thing I wanted to worry about at that time. So we decided we'd figure it out later. So I can already tell that this lady's being kind of weird towards me based on like the no bed thing and everything. So um, we decide that it's in our best interest to like head towards her house before getting food. That way, if she called or texted me acting mad that I'm not there, we were already like in the vicinity of her house. And I'm very glad we did that because <laughs> Emma and I pull up at this adorable like outdoor shopping area with cute shops and restaurants. But since we're in a rush, we decided to just go to Chipotle 
because we had all the time in the world to try cute places and for her to show me restaurants around there and whatever, or so we thought. Um, so we go to Chipotle. The line is, there's like three people in front of us. So the line wasn't even that long, but we're in the line, haven't even ordered yet. And I get a text from the woman and she says, where are you? I have a six-year-old dying for attention. Could have used you hours ago. Not only am I thinking, why did you have me stop for food? I'm thinking, what is the point of telling me that you could have used me hours ago if you knew I wouldn't have been there hours ago? And I'm over here trying to keep the peace. So I said, I'll be there in like 15, 20 minutes. Um, Do you want me to get you anything on my way? Like food, coffee, smoothie, whatever. And she replied, no, period. Just hurry up. And so we eat our food. I'm trying to prepare myself for what I'm getting into. And then, you know, we leave Chipotle. I'm freaking out and we make our way to her house. But we're only four minutes away from her house. So I have like literally no time to collect myself. So (laughs) we're pulling up and we realize there is quite literally no service up in the mountains or the hills or whatever the hell they call them. It was literally no service. And she has a gate at her house. So I'm calling and texting her trying to figure out what the gate code is, but I'm not getting a response probably because I have no service. And we're sitting out there for probably three to five minutes. Um, but like one minute in, Emma is like, do you hear that? And I we look up and the, so like even it's at a slant since it's like on a hill or whatever. So even though we're at the gate, you can see over the gate and see the front of the house the kid is standing on the front porch with a whistle in his mouth, blowing the whistle like on and on and on, like does not stop. Like I'm saying we were sitting there for like three, four or five minutes the whole time he's blowing the whistle. Then even when we get through the gate, eventually he's still blowing the whistle like in my face. It was literally so weird and annoying. So the girl who was filling the au pair position until I got there ends up coming to open the gate. And then she like literally, she walks down. It's probably like 50 feet to get to the gate from the driveway. She opens the gate and then she runs back up. Like by the time the gate opens and Emma and I drive up into the driveway. Oh shoot, my phone. Okay, sorry. I failed to put my phone on. Do not disturb. So anyways, by the time Emma and I are in the driveway this girl's like out of sight out of mind like she's in the house already so like she had to have run up the driveway like this it was weird anyway so the kid is still standing there blowing his whistle so emma and i kind of look at each other and i'm pretty sure she said it first she's like do you want to just leave your suitcases in the car to like run in there like make sure it's like all good and then you can come back and get your bags um so I think yes and I'm so glad that I did that because listen to this (laughs) so the kid's blowing his whistle in my face outside I already met him on FaceTime so I knew it was him obviously so I was like hi nice to meet you and he just looks at me and then walks away and I was like okay and I should have predicted this based on the kid I walk inside I find the mom you know here's the thing I maybe it's just because of where I'm from or because of my family or, you know, I just had a different picture of this in my head. Like if someone's flying literally across the country to come live with me and work for me and, you know, I tell them I want to be like close and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm going to at least, you know, greet them. Like I would be standing by the door like, oh, hi, I'm so glad you're here. You know, I know you're busy with your move, but like take a second, like be polite. So I walk in the house. I have to like wander through to the kitchen. I see her standing there on her phone. So I'm like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm so excited. I'm Adele. And like I said, it might just be 
how I was raised or because I'm from Indiana, but I opened my arms for a hug because I think that's appropriate. And she kind of looks at me and then like half hugs me with one arm. It's like it's already a half hug because it's one arm and then she like half uses that arm. Like it was so awkward. Um, And she was like, hi, can you just take him in the backyard? He's driving me crazy. And I was like, okay, nice to meet you too. And she starts walking away and I said, well, excuse me, should I leave my bag? Should I bring my bags in? And she was like, mm, maybe since you're staying with your friend tonight, you should just leave them in her car and just bring them in tomorrow. And I was like, okay. So, you know, I run outside to Emma really quick and I say, okay, it's all good. I guess I'll just let you know later when to come back and get me. I don't want you like waiting around here for me. So like, go do whichever you want to do. So it's like, what, three o'clock, right? Or three thirty? I don't even know. Um, so with, <laughs> I go in the backyard with the kid within five minutes, I can tell that he is my worst nightmare. Um, like I said, six years I've been babysitting, nannying, whatever. And I have, I mean, gone through at least 20, 25 kids and I've never had a kid like this. Um, he's, I can tell he's very smart, but he was just sassy in a way that I did not enjoy. And he was just, I could tell he didn't think he had to listen to me. So whatever. Um, basically the other au pair girl never introduced herself to me. There was obviously movers in there, but then there was a guy who obviously wasn't a mover. And keep in mind what I said about how I felt comfortable doing this because there was no random guy in the house and she was single, whatever. Um, he never introduced himself to me either. Um, but the guy, the mom, the kid, and the other au pair girl were like laughing, smiling, making conversation all the time, but like none of them were speaking to me. And eventually me and the other girl were alone. So I like introduced myself to her and we started talking a little bit. And she was like, you know what, when I got here, I was kind of just thrown into the mix and I didn't know a lot. So I mean, if you want to give me your phone number, I'll call you later tonight. And I can kind of like talk you through some things because I don't want you to feel as lost as I did. So I was like, wow, this girl's really nice and sweet. So there's that. Um, but then she went back to not speaking to me in front of the mom. So I was like, what is going on? So they were literally just acting like I was invisible. The mom probably exchanged like 10 words with me the whole time. And most of them were like, can you get him out? Like the kid was not listening to me and he would run back to his mom and she'd be like, can you please get him? But he, she would watch me. He would not listen to me. Like no matter what I said, it was just so awkward. Um, so obviously I'd introduce myself to the girl. So eventually like only like five, 10 minutes later, I was walking down the stairs and the guy came around the corner and we like bumped into each other like physically. And so I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And by the way, I'm Adele. And he was like, I'm so-and-so. And that was that. Um, but it was just, I felt like it was weird and like kind of rude of the lady. Like, why am I introducing myself to people? Like it would take five minutes when I got there to be like, oh, everybody come here. This is Adele. She's going to be living here um, you know, whatever, but that obviously didn't happen. Um, so, you know, I was there, it'd been a couple hours and all of a sudden the guy comes in, he's like, food's here. And <laughs> so, you know, the kid, the other girl, the mom, they all went in the kitchen and she was like, okay guys, like she looked, she handed plates to the little boy and the other girl and to the guy. And she said, make your plates guys. She was like, this is so much food. She, I was standing right there. She did not give me a plate. And she was like, there's so much food left. Like the four of us can't just eat it. She's like, what about the construction workers? We should see if they, I mean the movers, we should see if they want some. And I'm sitting here like, hello, am I even here? Like, am I dreaming? Like, why didn't you at least offer me food? It was just so weird. And it gets weirder because the, <laughs> 
at the dining room table, there's only four chairs and there's four of them and I'm the fifth. So they all sit down with their food and there's a living room that's like, you can kind of see the dining room from it, but not really. And so the mom is like, yeah, Adele, you can just go over there and sit on that couch and you can tell your friend to come get you. And I was like, okay. Um, I'm thinking it's going to take her at least 45 minutes to get here. I text her and she said she was, you know, hanging out with some of her friends. So I already felt bad because I don't expect her to just drop everything and come get me. Like this has nothing to do with her. She's just doing this out of the kindness of her heart. So <laughs> basically I text her. I'm like, Hey, just take your time. And I told the lady, she was like, it's going to take a minute for my friend to get here. Um, she's like, yeah, just sit on the couch. So they do this thing. She told me about it on FaceTime. So I wasn't surprised by this, but they do this thing where they, they call it Rosie and Thorny. So when they're eating dinner at night, they say they're rosy and they're thorny of their day. So like one, the best thing and then thing, something that wasn't good. So they're doing that and they all do theirs. And then she's like, oh, Adele, come tell us yours. And I'm like, oh, the things I could say. But I said that my rosy was finally being here and I was so excited. My thorny was my long day. Um, but I like awkwardly stood there in front of them while I said that. And she was like, okay, you can just go and back and sit down on the couch. We just wanted to hear yours. And I was like, oh my God, this is so weird. So Emma gets me and first of all, we're like, oh my God, where are we going to sleep? But the place we were at before that was just down the street with the shops and the restaurants, some of her friends wanted to meet us there. So we went there, we got smoothies, whatever. We all kind of talked. They were so nice. I was like, oh my gosh, at least like, I'm so glad Emma's here and like, I'll be able to hang out with some of her friends and they all seem so sweet, like the sweetest girls. And I told them about everything and they even all of, I just didn't know if I was overreacting because I have really bad anxiety, but they were all like, girl, what? Like, this is not okay. This is weird. So then I step, my dad started calling me. So I step outside to call my dad and I tell him everything. Emma and I find a hotel, which that's, we'll get to that. Um, I book the room and then after that, we get in the car to head to the hotel. When we're in the car, the girl, the other au pair girl calls me. And she starts going over some things. And I had her on speaker because Emma and I were like, let's ask her some questions. Like Emma wasn't speaking, but she wanted to hear. So I asked her and I was like, so it's like the day-to-day routine. And she was like, well, no, I work from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. every single day. And I work on Saturdays um, and blah, 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 just going on. And the things she was saying were not adding up with the things that the lady had originally told me. Um, And she was like, nope, no car. Like it was just all really just not at that point I was like okay this lady's just lying to me and when I forgot to say this when Emma and I were in the car when she picked me up she was like well did you at least get your money from your plane ticket and I was like oh my god I didn't I totally forgot about that but I'll just get it tomorrow because I have to go back um even though I don't want to so the girl while we're on the phone I started asking her random things I think it's just a casual conversation I'm not thinking much of it but (laughs) the I asked her, I was like, hey, by the way, who is that guy that was there? Is that like her boyfriend or something? Keep in mind, I noticed a huge rock on her ring finger. I saw this earlier that day. And she was like, no, that's her boyfriend. And I said, okay. Um, Because I saw him moving some of his stuff into the house. So I was like, this is just not anything like I thought it was supposed to be. So I had that. And then eventually, um, I'm not going to lie, the girl started pissing me off. And so I literally muted her. And I was like, Emma, I'm about to put my phone on airplane mode so it looks like the call failed and hang up on her like she's pissing me off. And Emma just like looked at me and I did it. 
Um, fun hack if you didn't know that already. If you just put your phone on airplane mode, obviously the call ends, but it just says call failed. So like if you want to hang up on someone, it doesn't look like you're being rude. Um, so I did that and, you know, we're on our way to the hotel. We end up sleeping in a Best Western hotel on the side of the road in Santa Monica. And it was like a ghost town. It was foggy. There was no one on these streets. Like it, I didn't, I probably saw like three cars drive by. Like it was so weird. I felt like I was in a dream. Um, but I'm just ready to lay my head down. I don't care, whatever. Um, so (laughs) when we get inside, I'm like, okay, now's the time where I should probably text the lady, you know, about how she didn't give me the money. And I'm thinking this is just me trying to be, um, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to, I'm just making a point because I don't want it to be like a whole ordeal where I'm like bringing it up tomorrow. So, um, I forgot to say this too. When I was leaving that night, I said, what time should I be back in the morning? And she was just super weird. She was like, I don't know. Just call me when you wake up. I'll be up. Like she was just being very snippy and it was just odd. And so I was like an estimate time. I didn't know. And she was like, no, just call me in the morning. So I texted her and I said, what time should I be there in the morning? This is at nine o'clock. And then I re- Apple Pay requested the money. The flight was $400 and my bags were like $75. So I requested $470. And I said, also, this would be for my bags and my plane ticket since I wasn't able to get cash from you today. That is something I really need today as it was promised. And I'm not really comfortable moving forward without the security of knowing that you are going to follow through with payments. I think that's pretty decent. No reply. Of course. So, um, no reply all night, by the way. So Emma and I are laying there in the bed and we're just like, this has been the weirdest day ever, but this is not surprising because Emma and I never have a normal time together. There's always something. It's usually on my end and it's my fault, but there's always something. But the thing about Emma is she is one of the best, she might be the best friend I've ever had, or at least top two. She no, she's the best friend I've ever had. She is always there and she never complains. And she's always like just being helpful. And she knows like that I get nervous and anxious and she's just always very helpful, never judgmental, nothing. So like I said, I can't emphasize this enough. Emma is my queen. So anyways, she doesn't reply all night. So we're laying there just contemplating. We're deciding if we should go out or we should order food. And at this point I'm thinking, okay, I've come all this way. It's Friday night. I might as well stay the weekend with Emma and have some fun. Or like we were just contemplating all of that. But I'm knowing that if this lady's buying my plane ticket, she's sending my ass home as soon as I mention the plane ticket. So I'm telling Emma, like, if this is my only night I'm going to be here, maybe we should go out. But like also we're exhausted. So maybe go out tomorrow. If I'm still here, we can just order food and watch a movie tonight, whatever. I'm pretty sure our plan was to order DoorDash and watch the Hype House show. (laughs) But anyways, we chill. Then we decide, okay, this kind of threw me off. God bless Emma. So apparently Jack in the Box, the fast food place, is really popular in California. People like go nuts for it. Um, So Emma, no, like this is totally fine because that's her perspective of it. But this is why it threw me off. So (laughs) she was like, oh my gosh, have you ever had Jack in the Box? And I'm thinking like... So Emma is from and lives like I'm from I live in a suburb too and it's not like it's pretty nice but like Emma lives in like one of the nicest areas in Indianapolis. 
So she's like, have you ever had Jack in the Box? And I'm like, what does Emma know about a damn Jack in the Box? Because the only one in Indianapolis is like on 21st and Post Road, like the most tragic intersection of life. And I'm like, there's no way Emma's pulling up at 21st and Post getting Jack in the Box. (laughs) So I was like, what? And then she was like, no, it's really big out here. (laughs) I was like, okay, Emma. So we end up ordering a ridiculous amount of food on from Jack in the Box. Like, I don't. I can't. We ordered like these mini tacos that came in like a pack of 24. We were like, this is so cool. They have like every genre of food. So we got like a pack of 24 mini tacos. We got, I got a chocolate milkshake. I'm pretty sure we got like these desserts. I don't even remember what we got, but anyways, we got that. We are just chilling, talking, watching TV. And then I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm scared that this, okay, at that point, sorry, my parents and Emma and, you know, some other friends, they were saying like, Adele you might even her friends said that I think like maybe just stay a week and see how it goes because you know she's moving she's stressed you're anxious you're stressed you know it might just be a rough start but it might end up being really good so I'm like okay I'm gonna at least go tomorrow I don't really have a choice and I'm getting this damn money so I set an alarm for 7 a.m just so that I can wake up and shower because I'd rather do that and be ready no matter what time I end up going because I don't want to wake up and she's like called me three times and I'm not there or whatever so I get up and I shower and get ready. At this point, it's like eight o'clock. So between eight and like 1030, I probably call this lady like 20 times. Like I'm blowing her up because I'm like, you told me to call you and now I'm going to be stranded. So Emma had plans to go on like a mini road trip, just like an hour or two away with her friends at noon that day. Originally, she asked me if I wanted to come, but I'm like, I don't know what situation that's going to put me in. I probably should just stay here. So Emma's supposed to leave at like noon to go with her friends, right? And so I'm like, I can't have her up in here just waiting on me all day, whatever. So I need to get this figured out as soon as possible. So basically, Emma and I are just trying to, I'm just trying to figure this out. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, So I'm calling her, calling her, calling her, no answer. And then let me pull up the text. One second. So I text her because she never replied. Um, No, 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 I didn't text her yet. So I called basically like someone who's like my second mother that's not my mother and I tell her everything and she's like she told me before I left she's like this sounds great but I just don't want you to get upset if it doesn't work out because I know sometimes things like this can get really sketchy so with that being said I'm like crying on the phone like I'm so upset (laughs) and she's like Adele pull up to this lady's house get your money get her to get you a plane ticket back home and get the hell out of there and I'm like you're right so I, I'm standing outside, like it's like raining and it's just a mess. I'm like on the side of the road in Santa Monica, just like crying. And so I go inside and I tell Emma, I get my stuff back in her car. We get in the car and we pull up on this lady. We know the gate code. We're like, there's no like her not letting us in. We're pulling up, we're putting in the gate code and we're going, I'm going inside. So <laughs> we get there, pull in the driveway nobody's there no cars um I go and I'm like maybe someone's in there knock on the door ring the doorbell nobody's there so I go back in Emma's car and I call the lady like three more times and then we called her from Emma's phone because Emma's like maybe she's ignoring you but like if another number calls she might answer so (laughs) we call her from Emma's phone with all mine she was letting it ring all the way to voicemail with Emma's she let it ring a couple times and she declined it I texted her right after that and I said, I've called you many times this morning. I don't have anywhere to go and you are supposed to be having me. 
I came to your house and you are not here. Uh, Cause this is right as Emma was calling. I sent that. And then she immediately declined Emma and replied, I'm at the old house packing with the movers. I will give you a time to come this afternoon and give you some money for your flight. And I said, you need to call me. I need you to call me. And I said, I called her again. No answer. I said, I have no car to get anywhere later, no place to stay, and do not have the money that you were supposed to give me. I'm supposed to be staying with you. I flew across the country for this. My friend has already taken the time to drive me to your house twice, so if I need to meet you at the old one, I can, but she is leaving at noon to go out of town. Then she replied and said, I'll be back at the new house in 30 minutes and I'll talk to you then. So... (laughs) I'm thinking in my head, like, all the things I'm going to say to this lady because she's lied to me. She has left me in a weird position. Once again, let me stress, if Emma was not there, I would have been absolutely screwed because this would have been 5,000 Ubers. I would have been lost in a place that I've never been um, where I continuously have no service, but I was with Emma, so that was fine. Neither of us had service, but at least I wasn't alone. Um you know, I don't know what I, it would have been so awkward if I Ubered to her house and I would have had to like let the Uber leave me there. And I'm like sitting with all my bags on her front step, like whatever. So we wait for her. I'm at this point, if it's not clear, I just want to go home. I've given up on this situation because I just don't think it is worth, like this is supposed to be a fun, cool experience for me. And, you know, great. She lives in LA to me, and we'll get to this, I think she is used to people who are, like, from, like, really not nice areas, or, like, this is amazing to them to even, like, live in this house. Um, that's not me. Like, I'm not impressed by, like, the cars and the, like, the car that, the cars that her and her, um, boyfriend, whatever he was, had. Like, I have friends my age that have those cars, and, like, okay, cool, you have, like, a six-bedroom house. My house is, six bedrooms like her house might have been nicer and like up in the hills and five times the price of mine but that doesn't I mean I'm not impressed by all of that and that's not why I was there I don't think she really realized that I don't think she ever did through the end of this um so eventually the gate opens we know they're pulling up she drives past me and Emma because we moved out of her driveway and there's like a way to be like on the street but still past her gate if that makes sense um so we're sitting there. She, they drive right past us. So there's no way that they don't see us. So they both pull in in their separate cars. They get out of their cars and they just walk inside. Like I'm standing, I'm getting out of Emma's car. She doesn't even say, hey, Adele, come in. Just walk straight inside. So I followed her ass inside. <laughs> so I get in there and she was like, yeah, you can just sit at the dining room table because we need to have a chat. And I was like, hell yeah, we need to have a chat. What the hell? So basically she, we sit down and I said, listen, I think I'm just gonna, and then she cut me off and she was like, yeah, so I think you just need to go home because this is not going to work out. And I said, I agree. And she was like, just so you know, if you want to be in this line of business, let's pause right there. This line of business, girl, you think I'm about to be a nanny my whole life? There's nothing wrong with that, but like, stop acting like this is like my dream or like, I'm going to be crushed if I can't do this or with you or whatever. Like you're a nightmare. I want nothing to do with you. Like pipe down. So She's like, if you want to be in this line of business, you need to learn to care about the kid and the family and not just only care about money. I'll tell you this, you will get nowhere in life if you only care about money. All you talk about is money, blah, 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 blah. And then she said, I have a Lamborghini outside. You don't think I can give you $450? 
And if you know me, nobody's about to talk to me like that. And I'm about to grill your ass. So I said, <laughs> said first of all, I've been in this. I've done this. Um, I didn't stutter. I'm just trying to remember what I said. <laughs> um, I've basically said that I've done this on and off for six years. I have, one, never had anyone have a problem with my character or had a problem with anyone paying me, no matter their financial status. I've never had to ask someone to pay me. And no, the only thing I care about is not money. Um, I, You just didn't pay me. I said, you wouldn't know anything about my character because you barely spoke 10 words to me yesterday. And, you know, if it's so easy for you to give me the money, then we shouldn't be having this conversation and you should already have it when I get here. And then she just says, well, you deceived me with your character over FaceTime. I thought you were going to be a nice bubbly personality, a nice sweet girl. You seemed very outgoing. Um, you know, she's just going on and on. And then <laughs> she says, before I can even say anything else, she says, um, the girl, the other au pair, she said, well, so-and-so told me everything that you said about me on the phone last night. And I was like, confused because I'm like, I wasn't even talking shit about you last night. We were just having a casual conversation about the job. And so I was just listening to the lady and she said, I don't know how you have the audacity to ask about my personal life or anyone that's in my house or any blah, 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 blah going on just because the girl told her that I asked about their boyfriend. And I said, sorry, you told me you were single. You said there would be no guy living here. And that was one of the reasons I felt comfortable even being here. I discussed that with you. And also I just find, I found it rude that I was the one that had to introduce myself to people that were in your house as I am now a resident of your home. And she was just like, no, that's so disrespectful. You don't have any right to be in my personal business, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, like you're done. And so I basically just said, okay, well, I don't really need your opinion on my character because you are the only person that feels this way. So if you could just give me the money for my flight and um, or book the flight and then you give me the money for my flight here, like, you know what I'm trying to say, the money for the flight there and then a flight back, um, then I can just leave. Emma's still waiting for me outside. I'll be on my way. And she just continues to go off on me. And that's all I kept saying. I don't really need this from you. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And then I said, it's just really unprofessional that you had me come across the country and you didn't have a bed ready for me and you didn't have a place for me to sleep. You didn't introduce me to anyone. You weren't clear or lied about many of the aspects of the job and the pay and the hours, everything. And, you know, I just laid all that out for her. And I said, the money is at the bottom of the list, even though that's something you promised and it's just ridiculous. And she looked at me and she said, you want to know the reason that you didn't have a place to sleep last night or a place to lay your head in this home? And I said, why? And she said, because you chose to be hours late yesterday. And I said, what do you mean? She was like, I could have used you when you first got off your flight, but you chose to wait for your friend at the airport. And I said, no, I told you I was going to do that before for safety reasons. And I'm glad that I did based on how this has gone. And she just was so angry. And I said, it's just insane. I said, I was thinking in my head, like, what would you do if I actually really did something wrong or something to actually piss you off? You're going to make me sleep outside. Like, I didn't say this, but that was just really weird to me. And 
I just said, listen, it should be some sort of priority to make me feel comfortable or at least wanted or be professional in some sort of way if you're going to have me come across the country and live in your home and work for you. I just kept saying that. And she said, you know what, Adele, my number one priority is not you at all. My number one priority um, currently is saving the life of my old au pair because she's fighting for her life in the hospital from COVID. And I hope this is going to sound so messed up. (laughs) I'm not saying, I hope that girl's okay. I'm sure she's a sweetheart. But this woman said, I'm trying to save the life of this girl. And I'm so sorry. I don't even know if I should say this. I said, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were a medic that could save her life. I think you should leave that to the professionals. And that's when I set her off. I'm sorry. That's so bad. But like, it's the reality. Like the medic, the medics are going to save her life. The people that work in the hospital, bitch, you're not about to save anybody's life. Sit down. So (laughs) at that point she was done with me and (laughs) she was like, you know what? Pull up some flights on your phone. I'm going to go write you a check for the money that I already owe you. And then you can get out of here. So I'm like, thank God. I've been trying to end this conversation for literally 20 minutes. So (laughs) she's writing the check and mumbling under her breath. Like apparently this was breaking her bank. Like you freak. So uh, Emma and I, I looked, and I was sharing them with Emma, I was looking at flights the night before and on the way to her house because I knew I wanted to get up out of there and I wanted to make sure I was getting a decent flight. So there were probably 10 to 15 American Airlines flights that afternoon. So, I mean, I'm thinking I have to be at the airport before noon because Emma needs to get out of here so I can get any flight from like one or two on the whole rest of the day. So there were plenty of flights that left before six at least. Um, I ended up arriving to the airport at about 1130. So I knew all these flights existed already. And so I just pulled some of them up. There's a whole list of American Airlines. And then there's, of course, one Spirit Airlines flight that does not leave LA until 845 at night. And it had a two and a half hour layover in Las Vegas. And then due to the time change, I would arrive back in Indianapolis at 605 in the morning the next day. What did she do? You already know what she did she booked the Spirit Airlines a flight, okay? So even though, and you might think, okay, she was trying to be stingy because it was cheaper. It was like maybe $10 cheaper. Like she was just trying to be like that. And American Airlines, I think you get your first bag free and a carry-on and then you got to pay for the second one or you at least get a carry-on free. Spirit, I had to pay for all my bags. I ended up spending $180 on bags and I paid for them myself. So... (laughs) basically she books the spirit flight also she spells my last name wrong as most people do she put the i before the l's instead of after which i don't know why everyone does that but whatever so she books the flight and as she's doing that she's saying well i don't know what you're gonna do now you're gonna have to go back to wherever you came from and you're not gonna get to live this life and blah 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 blah. and i'm like miss girl like she's like you just lost your job and i'm like i can go back home and get a job and live in my own home where I don't have to worry about your crazy ass or your annoying ass kid. Like, I don't know what she thought she was doing, but she was not giving what she thought she was giving. So thank God, all my stuff's still in Emma's car. God bless Emma. Oh my gosh, I cannot stress that enough. So then the lady, you know, I'm at this point being a smart ass, but I'm also just being polite because like, whatever. So I was like, bye. Hope you have a nice day. And she said, yeah, just get out of here. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> so that's the the gist of that. <laughs> um, so then I get in Emma's car. 
I, Emma takes me to the airport. I go to the airport. I have to wait. So for instance, at the Indianapolis airport, when you get there and you're like about to check in your bags, there's a whole area with like restaurants and coffee and Chick-fil-A, Starbucks, bar, whatever, um, all right there before you even go through security. But the LAX airport is so big. There's like a different, like in Indianapolis, you go through the same entrance regardless of what airline you're flying at LAX. It's different. So I'm in this bum ass spirit Airlines section and there's nothing to eat. There's one bathroom, there's one coffee shop and one like mini like convenience store type of deal where there's just like soda and chips. Neither of those were open for like the first two hours I was there. I couldn't check my, I could have gone through security, but I couldn't check my bags until four hours before my flight. My flight, this is like, by the time I get in there and figure this out, it's like noon. So I have over... I think my flight started boarding at eight. So I have four hours before I can even check my bags. Then I have to go through security and wait another four hours. So I'm stuck outside of security where there's nothing to eat, nothing to do, nothing. I had to sit on the ground. I sat on the ground and had like a water bottle with me, I think. And I watched Netflix on my computer. I was like calling my grandma and my parents and like everyone and telling them what just happened. Sitting on the ground four hours, I literally a security guard came up to me and was like, are you good? Like what's going on here? And I told him what happened. He was like, what the hell? And he sat and talked to me for like 45 minutes. Cause he could tell I was like down bad. And so, and he ended up as he was talking to me, the little convenient place open. And he ended up going over there and getting me a drink and a bag of chips. Cause he felt so bad for me. Um, so anyways, I'm sit there, sit there, sit there. Then I finally go through security. Um, I got some food. It was just so crazy. And all I'm sitting there thinking about is what just happened? It was like, it was so weird. And then I ended up getting on my plane. I was in Vegas, which also was like that airport is like the definition of a fever dream. Like when you're sitting outside of your gate, there's like slot machines right there. And I'm expecting it to be it, but it's like night. And I mean, it's a, I guess it's a Saturday night, but it was, there was like no people there. It was just really weird. And then I went to this vending machine because all the foods closed, of course of course. And so I, there was like this vending machine. There was like one that had normal snacks and drinks, but my dumb ass, of course, there's like one next to it with edible cookie dough. And I've had that before. It's really good. It's supposed to be cold. I send like $6 on an edible cookie dough. There's no spoon. I open it. I'm like, I'm about to eat this with my mouth out of the thing, or I'm about to use my fingers because it's cookie dough. Nope. It was warm. It was warm and like a weird like melted but not liquid consistency so obviously I didn't eat that and I'm starving and it was just I'm just drinking water to try to fill my stomach (laughs) then I finally got back and I parked my car at the airport because my dad was going to come pick it up like in a like a couple days so I put my keys my dad had my spare key and my normal keys that I drove there with were in like locked inside my car. So it's like six in the morning. My car is still there because it's literally the next day. But my dad had to drive all the way to the airport and bring me my key, my spare keys that I could drive my car home. And it was just, you know, such a mess. And a couple of days later, I had a therapy appointment and I was telling my therapist about all this. And she was like, Emma deserves a damn fruit basket. And I was like, Emma deserves more than a fruit basket. Um, If I ever win the lottery or get rich and famous, I'm taking Emma to the top with me and I'm giving her 50% of my earnings. Like (laughs) 
Emma is a real one, guys. Like, there's sort like there's stories that are coming to my mind. Like, some of them I don't feel comfortable sharing, but like Emma has always been there, and she just doesn't ask questions. Like, the only questions she really asks is like, "What do we do now?" or like, "Are you okay?" She doesn't get mad. She does even if she does, she doesn't show it. Like, I'm just I love her. So, yeah, that was that. That is my story, and. You know, I wish it would have worked out better. I wish I could have stayed in LA. I was really excited, but I mean, it's just a lesson of, I mean, trust your gut. Everyone was telling me to stay a week and I just knew this was not going to work. And I mean, it was kind of awkward because like, I thought I was having a girl boss moment. Like I'm about to go in here and confront this lady, like I'm about to turn up on her, but like she had the same idea, but I don't know. I hope she never like, I'm not the, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Whatever. So, yeah. But then Emma did make a point. So, like, last year I moved... Wait, is this even last year anymore? Oh, shit. Wait, what? 2020. Oh, my God, it was 2022. 2020, August or September, I moved to Atlanta. I'm there for, like, eight months. Then I end up back in Indianapolis. Then in the summer, I moved to Florida with my dad, and that only lasted like four weeks. And then we both, he was there longer than me, but I was only there for four weeks. Then I ended up back in Indiana. When I tried to go to LA, I'm back in Indiana. And Emma's like, something like God or the universe is bringing you back to Indiana, and you need to figure out why. So now I'm on like a life mission to figure out why I keep ending up here, and it better be something good because I'm over it. Um, But yeah, (laughs) that's my story. Um, hope you enjoyed and I hope none of you are surprised because I'm really not surprised that any of this happened. I'm home. I'm safe. This happened, I guess now, wait, so today is Friday. So this was not last weekend, but so now it's been two weeks that took me this long to get my thoughts together and be able to record this. So, um, yeah that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Hope you guys enjoyed and I will talk to you next time.